You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Warning, warning, today's show may offend some people, particularly younger people. And that's because of what he'll be talking about, demographics, and how as people age, they become more conservative and don't quite understand the younger generation. And today we have a huge older generation of baby boomers and a huge generation of millennials and then Gen Zers. And because they are so different, because of their ages, their beliefs are conflicted. So what does this matter to you? Well, I'm Kathy Fetke. Welcome to The Real Wealth Show. According to Ken, the biggest question you should be asking yourself when it comes to your business and your investing is what are the demographics? Who is out there who wants what I have? Ken Gronbach is president of KGC Direct LLC and author of, quote, The Upside, Profiting from the Profound Demographic Shifts Ahead, and also the book, The Age Curve, How to Profit from the Coming Demographic Storm. Ken is an internationally respected demographer who's been able to forecast societal, commercial, economic, cultural, and political phenomenon with an uncanny accuracy. And he's with us here today on The Real Well Show. So welcome back, Ken. So much to talk about. Where do we start? Let's start with you. How did you become obsessed with demographics? I uh, lost a big client. Oh, we, we, my when? wife and I had, and how? Uh, yeah, we, we, we had a monstrous client and called American Honda Motorcycles. And, and uh, we had 140 dealers that we represented in the Northeast. And, and all of a sudden in 1986, after printing money with American Honda, all of a sudden no one was coming into the dealerships. And we couldn't figure out why. And, and uh, by 1992, after we tried everything possible to um, keep the Honda motorcycle uh, dealers in business, they all closed. You think about that. It's like 140 dealers closed. Wow. <laughs> and and we, we didn't have a clue. By 1996, uh, and I know this is a long answer, but you got to forgive me here. That's okay. <laughs> 1996, uh, a... Uh, Clinton versus Dole, October of the year, uh, things are heating up politically, and I'm reading a full-page editorial in, a, in the newspaper in Connecticut called the Hartford Current, and it's saying that Generation X, the generation that was born 1964, 1965 to 1984, uh, was not participating in the political process. They were not voting, not giving in their money, not running for office, and not giving of their time. And they were a bunch of lazy, slacker, couch potatoes. And, and what was the United States going to come to if Generation X was our future? And, yeah, and I, I just, you know, and I'm thinking, that this doesn't make any sense. I have 40 people working for me. 30 of them are uh, Generation Xers, and I don't have any lazy people. So I called in our research department, which was one guy, but really brilliant kid. I, I said, go find out everything you can about Generation X, everything, it is because this doesn't make any sense to me. And he came back three days later with a report and said, Generation X will never perform at the level of the baby boomers. I said, so they're lazy. And he says, no, Ken, there's fewer of them. And I said, wait, wait, wait. You're talking 20-year generation to 20-year generation. Baby boomers were born uh, 45 to 64, and Generation X was born 65 to 84. And you're telling me there's fewer of them? And he said, yeah, about uh, uh, 11 million. And I said, you got to be kidding. I said, how could we have a hole in our population like that? And he, he said, they had fewer parents. The people born 1925 to 1944 
were uh, it's a tiny generation called the silent generation. They're the people that are elderly right now, which are really going to screw things up. So I said, there's a hole in our population. And he said, I said, does anyone know that? And he said, not that I know of. And so we went back and looked at this hole. We went back and looked at the hole in the population. And the Generation Xers, born 65 to 84, shut down maternity wards. They shut down the toy industry. They shut down 30% of the public schools. They shut down motorcycles, bicycles. They almost shut Detroit down. And in 2008, they shut down housing because there aren't enough Generation Xers. So that made me nuts. And uh, then I started writing books, and people thought I was smart, and then I'm, now I'm speaking. <laughs> Okay, so the baby boomers did the opposite, right? They they drove the economy for years because there was so many of them. They drove the stock market and the housing market, and so the the generation right behind them couldn't uh, couldn't fill that gap. Didn't have the critical mass, and in fact, the generation right behind them, Generation X, didn't have the labor necessary to satisfy the needs of the baby boomers, and they're the ones that sucked in all the, the Latinos. And so we have about sixty million Latinos in the United States. And God bless them. We don't. We couldn't find a better immigrant. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And and now we have the millennials who are another large generation. So is that because these are the baby boomer kids, and there were so many baby boomers that had kids? Yeah. Well, not, not only that. There are a lot of factors here, but but primarily, yes. Baby boomers had kids, and the kids were called generation uh, the, the uh, uh, generation Y millennials. And they were born 1985 to 2004, and we had 88 million of them. You know what's going to happen, Kathy? We, we have in the United States, in uh, uh, 2024, we will have 170 million people under 40 years old, 40 and under. And that's going to drive our economy through the roof until further notice. And they're going to buy houses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this this is a really important piece to look at because, yeah, we, we know that right now there's a huge bubble of millennials age what, 29 to 34, typical first-time home, first home buyer, forming households. Uh, they're not operating differently than other generations at their age, I, I wouldn't think, even though they kind of got the bad rap that Gen Xers got and ba baby boomers too. Uh, you know, older generations always think the younger generation's lazy, you know, because they're young. Generation Y millennials take, take a, a, a bad rap, but they are different. They're, they're um, doing everything late. They've moved adolescents from 20 to 30. They're, they're, their biggest problem was that baby boomers were their parents and their, and the baby boomer parents were like helicopters. So th this particular generation um, is marrying late, buying houses late. They're doing everything like they bought cars late, but they will, unless they're going to sleep in their cars and, or live with their parents forever, they're going to buy houses and they're going to buy houses. My, by my calculations, Kathy, we're about 25 million houses, housing units short of our needs over the next 10 years. 20, How many? 25 million. Oh, you're the first to say, I've heard six and a half million from NAR. You, I've never heard 25 million. Why do you say that? Because I'm talking about the entire generation and the generation is currently mm -hmm. 19 to, to 38 years old. So people don't think about the younger people, but I'm talking about as the this generation moves through the time continuum. Very few people take into consideration in demography, the, the aging factor. And, the, you know, 
we're short babies right now. And people say, well, big deal. We're short babies. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to be short labor in 20 years. So you can't, you, you have to think about it in its big picture, 30,000 feet, long term, macro. So that's that's my projection. And I and I stand by it. Let's go over the ages again, because I, I thought that 19-year-olds today were Gen Z. Gen Z uh, is not fully born yet. Gen Z was started in uh, 2005, and they'll be finished in 2024. Now, okay, okay so, the- okay, so are, are there people that have changed generations all around? Yes, there are. I'm a demographer. I use census data. I don't I don't screw around with this. I compare apples to apples. I I, I don't I, I don't know why some people think that some generations are are uh, like 15 years long. No, they're not 15 years long. They're 20 years long. It's from when you're born to when you can reproduce. Okay, so then the baby boomers are currently about 59 to 79. 78, yeah. Is that- 78. Okay. And then the uh, Gen X is? Gen, Gen X is right now uh, 39 to 58. 39 to 58. Okay. Okay. Well, that does really simplify it. <laughs> 19 to 38. Right. Yes. Thank you. There are, it, it, it's, not, it's not cut and dry. There are a lot of people that have different uh, uh, definitions of uh, generations, but demographers for the most part absolutely positively use 20-year generations and that's because usually around 20 years they're starting families yeah you, or you, the, you can see their net effect in the united states we have big populations small populations big populations and small populations what you want to do if you're selling a product is to get in front of the, of the big population and then sell a lot of product that's what happened with, with American Honda is the uh, we sold motorcycles to men 16 to 24 years old. Once the baby boomers exited that, that very narrow demo, it was over because the generation behind them, our dealers were on 5% after tax profit, which was pretty standard. And, and if your market shrinks by 11 or 12%, you cooked. You can't fix that. Yeah, you, it's surprising that more companies don't understand demographics, but that's why you're in business, right? That's why you're helping. Kathy, I, I have to tell you, I, I get, it's weird. Uh, I, I had a, an, an economist walk up to me at a cocktail party recently, and he said, he said, I want to tell you something. He says, uh, demographics is a, uh, a subset of economics. And I said, what came first, people or money? And he said, people. I said, thank you. <laughs> People make the economy. Yeah, it's it's so often forgotten. Okay, well, if that's the case, then then the babies being born right now are Gen Z. Z, correct. Until yeah. next year. Until 2024, yep. Until 2024. And it's my opinion, just because anecdotally I see it, you have this bulge of millennials, you know, forming families and having babies. And I see babies everywhere. It just seems like everybody's pregnant. I've been to more baby showers this summer than I can count. Uh, so would you say there's a baby boom happening right now? No. no. Oh, gosh, darn it. Here, I thought I was onto something. Now, why do you say that? Because the fertility in the United States is about one six. Replacement level fertility is two, two babies per couple. Per, per uh, couple, per woman. Uh, 75% of the nations in the world are below replacement level fertility. We have a real problem. 
the, there are nations that are failing because they don't have enough people and they don't have enough people when they, and the product of that was they didn't have enough babies. They didn't, they didn't mate. And that's one thing that's happening right now in the United States. Things are a little bit different. And the, and the reason that we have, uh, we're okay. Because Canada, United States, Mexico, Central, and South America is going to become the center of the earth because the rest of the world is in deep, deep trouble about population. So, the, but we don't have enough kids. But one thing we do do in the United States very, very well is immigrants. And in my opinion, we should let as many in as we can. Yeah, I, I don't know why that argument, I don't know why people are so afraid of that. You know, we've, it's, that's what America is, right? The melting pot. We're, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm of German descent. There are more people of German descent in the United States than any other um, ethnicity. S 70 million. The next one down is Latino. Next one down is Irish. Next one down is uh, Italian. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, there's, there's just so much fear. And maybe the fear is that the, uh, the process for bringing on immigrants maybe is what they they don't approve of. I, I don't know, but all I know is the, the, the immigrants that I've seen are amazing workers and love this country and, and get it and want to start businesses. And I've had so many on this show. I'm sure, you know, it's not always across the board, but. I live in South Florida without Latinos, without Mexicans. There wouldn't be a Florida, couldn't be a Florida. They work. And they work very, very hard. And right now, I mean, you can almost you can almost feel the ground shake with the amount of construction that's going on down here in Florida, even in my condo building. And I, I had to tell the workers to stay away from my windows <laughs> for the next half hour. <laughs> okay, so uh, if if the U.S. population growth is slowing, and my theory is now blown out of the water, and I can't say that anymore that there's a baby boom. Uh, but so it, you said replacement is at 1.6 and it should be at 2.2. What does that mean for us? You still think that we're stronger than other countries? Yeah, we are because of immigration. See, that's the one thing. China right now. Got is, it. Is China in trouble? Yeah, big time. China's economy tanking? Yeah, big time. Under 40 years old, China prevented with the one-child-only policy, they prevented a half billion people. If you listen to Elon Musk, it's 750 million people. I think he's he's exaggerating. But... Uh, they don't have any, they don't have labor anymore, and their labor prices are the value. You know, they were paying people fifty cents an hour in uh, in in the nineteen nineties, and now they're and now it's fifteen times that. So it's it's crazy, but China, because of their population, is going to send manufacturing back to the Americas, and it's and it's primarily it's, it's going to hit the United States. We're watching uh, manufacturing. Uh, real estate uh, blossom in this country and Mexico. Mexico is, you watch what happens to Mexico. Invest in Mexico. Hmm. Yeah. Well, can I tell you about Japan real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Japan. Housing in Japan. Now, Japan literally has not had kids for, they've been dropping off the, the charts for about 70 years, 70 years. Japan has about 60 million uh, housing units. Uh, if you wanted a house in, in Japan, you could go there right now. Kathy could go there and you could get a house for free because they have 10 million uh, 
empty housing units in Japan because there are no families because they didn't have kids. Now, housing is the economy. The economy is housing. Japan will last maybe another 20 years, but then it's going to be all gone. It, it won't be a country. It can't be a country because they, all they will have is elderly people. And they're not Im- immigrating? No, they don't do immigration because they're xenophobic. They just don't. And the, the China doesn't do immigration either. If you're not Han, which is 92% of the population, you don't look like them. And they don't like people that don't look like them. Isn't that weird? Well, it's interesting. And I'd heard that they have really strict immigration policies. Uh, yeah. It, well, they might change their minds when they see that they don't have any workers or any young people. Well, the, uh, well they're, they're seeing it right now. And it's it's like on the cover of the Wall Street Journal almost daily. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. Okay. You said a couple of things that were interesting. You said housing is the economy and the economy is, well, everything's interesting that comes out of your mouth. Sorry, but, you, I, um, you're probably thinking, <laughs> why did I bring this guy on? <laughs> no, no. I love having you on. I hate controversies, everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, you said housing is the economy and the economy is housing. What do you mean by that? What is our economy? Baby boomers right now control about $100 trillion in assets. What, what is the lion's share of it? Real estate. Um, if they have if they have a house, if, if, if a couple has a house and they have kids, what do they do? They consume. They consume everything, everything. They consume food. They consume transportation. They consume, consume, consume. That's that's what an economy is. And, and so if housing is good and right now we literally don't have enough. I just spoke to uh, a manufactured housing and I think that could be a, a real plus for young people because they can buy a house very cheap and put it on a piece of lease land and, and at least raise their young kids there before they move on. But there's and, and multifamily housing. I've been screaming about that. Multifamily housing, multifamily housing. You desperately need it because your one, your your young people need a place to live and we have a crop of them that's bigger than the sky. And two, you need a place for your labor to live. So Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, these are exciting times. I'll tell you a quick story. A friend of mine, kind of a friend, just built a, a 1 million square foot um, facility, a warehouse in Naples, Florida. They need labor. You know what the average house is in Naples? $2 million. Oh. So oh, guess what? We have a labor problem. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So if the population is declining in the long run, and yet, you know, the, the U.S. is going to bring on probably more immigration to, to fix that, um, isn't from the big picture, isn't that a better thing for the world? Uh, I remember being, you know, back in the 70s when there was concern about overpopulation and how much can this planet handle. And if every single year we're growing, 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 at what point does that need to stop? I mean, is, is that point now? And is this actually a good thing? Maybe not good for the economy, but good for the earth. No, the, the, we don't have enough people, period. And the population of the earth is now about 8 billion. It'll probably uh, cap out in, I don't know, 2050, 2060 at about uh, 10, 12 billion, and then it will begin to shrink. Not good. Countries are like business. They know how to expand. They don't know how to contract. You, what you end up with in a country that doesn't have kids 
is a distorted uh, dependency ratio. And what, what a dependency ratio is, if you have a line of people, uh, the people in the center, the people that are currently like 25 to 55, carry the kids and carry the elderly, and you need strength there. If we reduce the population of that group and the population of elderly remains strong because of technology and healthcare, we got a serious problem. And that's what we're worried about now. In Japan, they literally find dead people uh, after two or three months uh, that have been dead for that long because they have no families. And that is, Japan is where, if you're not having kids, the world is heading. It's not good. It's very bad. Okay, so let, let's go, and I'm so sorry to hear that. That's awful. If there's 20, I'm going back to something you said a while ago, tw- a need for 25 million households over what period of time? 10 years. In the U.S., in the U.S. Yeah. 10 years? Yeah, probably. So you, you you would think that over the next 10 years, it's going, there's, this housing issue is not going to go away of in, the inventory problem. Can't. One of the problems is I'm a baby boomer. Um, I live in South Florida. Healthcare in South Florida is the best on the planet. Uh, I recently had a problem with my eyesight. I, I had floaters in my eyes. And I went to um, a retina center. And I'm thinking, a retina center? They actually have places that are just for retinas? Yeah. <laughs> no, true. And, and it's where we're going. And so I went to the retina center, and the, the uh, um, ophthalmologist looked in my eyes and said, uh, yeah, you got floaters, big deal. He said, but you have a detached retina. You need surgery right away. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be laying on my stomach for two weeks because that's what had, you know. And he said, no, I can do it right now. And I said, what are you, what are you talking about? And he said, take your glasses off. He stuck this thing in my eye. It was a, a, some kind of a laser gun. It went bam, 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 bam. And my, and my retina was sealed. It was done. It's fixed. And I'm thinking, yo, if you could do that, you could do something great for heart disease. You could do something great for cancer. We're living longer. So the baby boomers are not going to give up their houses and give them to their Generation Y kids because they, the baby boomers are still alive. Now, they may move into a different type of housing unit, but the population is going to grow and the baby boomers are going to be fine and we're going to need more housing. That's where I got the $10 million. Yeah, see, this was my theory is that the Gen Z population is not going to have to work at all because they're going to inherit everything from uh, the baby boomers or, you know, the same for the millennials, but maybe not until they're like 50 or 60. So. <laughs> yeah, don't, that, that's not going to happen. We, we, our republic is strong. It is very strong. And the, um, the work ethic, all things being considered so much better than the rest of the world, we're in, we're in a good place. Plus, again, like I said, Canada... United States, Mexico, Central and South America. I'm going to be speaking in Panama City in about two weeks, and and they don't they're they're in shock, and they're going to be even in more shock when I'm through with them. Uh, the the things are going to be very good for this continent, very good. It's not going to be good for Europe. It's not going to be good for uh, Eastern Europe or Russia. It's, it's certainly not good for Asia. Asia is cooked. You know. We're, we're the, the, the country that has the fewest, uh, uh, the lowest fertility on the planet is South Korea. They're not even having one child per couple. Wow. No kids. And that means you could just number their days. It, it just, it's not going to take long. Fascinating. Okay, so you're bullish on the Americas, it sounds like. Totally. 
Yes. You know, it's interesting because my daughter just uh, just started a business called uh, Gateway EU, and she's been helping a lot of high net worth people buy, um, you know, homes on the beach in Spain and Portugal, and and they're really cheap compared to here. <laughs> You're shaking your head, but she's also got Mexico luxury properties in Mexico. Maybe that's where the focus needs to be. Buy, yeah, buy, buy in the Pacific Ocean and buy, yeah, Mexico, 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 Mexico has perfect demography. They have just the right amount of people, just just the right amount of elderly, just the right amount of of uh, seniors, just the right amount of middle aged, just the, and they have a ton of babies. Mexico is going to explode. And in fact, Mexicans aren't coming here anymore. They're coming from other countries in, in uh, Central and South America. Yeah, I've heard that, that, uh, yeah. you know, that there's enough reason to stay in Mexico now. There's enough jobs that don't need to, to come here. You want a market for, for uh, housing? Think about the, uh, the 60 million uh, Mexicans that are, that, or 60 million Latinos that are here in our country uh, that need housing. They're our labor. Right now, they're essentially entry-level labor. Give you, give you a statistic that'll blow you away. In 2007, we had a record year for babies, 2007. The, the previous record was set in 1957. There were 4,300,000 babies born in 1957. Okay, 51 years later, 2007, there were 4,316,000 babies born in the United States. 25% of them were Latino. What's going to happen is those young Latinos now are aging through the system and they're getting educated and they're, get, they're becoming professionals. They're going to become a political force and they are going to be a housing market to beat the band. It's going to be a wonderful housing market. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. This is, I think, going to be very encouraging for our our listeners. There's still people today who go on YouTube and say, you know, watch out for the U.S. housing market crash. It's coming, going to be the worst ever. <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on. What, what data are you looking at? Yeah. Well, th- those are people that literally think that people are going to sleep in tents or live in their cars. Can't. That's not going to happen. We're, we're fine. We really are. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. I But I am shocked by your statistic. Uh a dearth of 25 million homes. I thought 6 million was a lot. Maybe that is what Warren Buffett saw recently when he invested in home builders. You know, I think that's probably, that could be correct, but that's current. You know, you remember now I'm projecting, I'm doing a, a long-term mm-hmm. projection. So maybe current 6 million is needed. Sure. But it's going to keep building because builders can't, can't do that. They, they, no, no. Until the technology improves, it's going to be really hard to to bring on new supply. Labor issues. You want to talk about labor? Let's talk about labor. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for feeding me my brilliant questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a labor problem in the United States. You know, Kathy, we have, in between the age of 25 and 54 years old, we have 160 million people. 100, excuse me, 120 million people. 120. Take the women out. Women are not the issue. Don't, don't be offended. The 60 million men, take a guess at the percentage of those 60 million men, 25 to 54 years old, that are either underemployed or unemployed because they are felons, have done time in jail. No idea. Okay, it's a third. It's 20 million. And that is... Wow. 
Yeah, I know that's a freaky number, but listen, I just, this last week, today is what? Today is Wednesday. Monday, I was in Washington, D.C., and uh, I was talking to the demographer of the earth, the best, he's Dr. Nicholas Everstadt, and, and we were comparing numbers, and that's a real number. That is a real number because he, he just wrote a book called Men Without Work. It should be Work Without Men because we, we don't have enough labor. But we need to fix this whole felon issue because it, it was precipitated by the war on drugs. So you literally have people doing time in jail that had that were selling a little bit of weed. I mean, and t- today, probably not even illegal. But that's the problem. Right now, we have 20 million men, 25 to 54 years old, that can't work because they're felons. You can't, they can't even drive a truck because the insurance companies won't bond them. Hmm. Uh, hopefully that, yeah, hopefully there's a solution. And I cannot believe there's still people in jail for selling weed. Yeah, well, you think about it. You know, we have, and I'll take you, I'll give you one step further. And this is, it is what it is. Of the 20 million men that are felons, done time in jail, guess what percentage of them are African-American of those 20 million? Half. I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, it's 10 million. And do you know how many... Oh. Do you know how many African-American men we have between the age of 25 and 54 years old? That's about it, about, about 10 million. It means that we have totally wiped out a culture with our system of uh, incarceration, wiped out a culture, because they don't marry. Uh, the young black babies that are born nowadays, for the most part, don't have dads. They have fathers, obviously, but they don't have dads. We need to fix that. And that is something that I am encouraging people to do. Every time I speak, I say, hire felons, hire felons, hire felons. Figure out a way to do it. Make a deal with your insurance company. Because the felons that come out of jail who are given an opportunity to to restore their integrity and actually work and raise a family will kiss you on the lips. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is a story I don't think I've ever told, but uh, when I was young, I dated a felon, um, and he was a felon because at at the age of well, twelve, he was he ran away from his abusive home, and he was taken in by drug dealers, and that was his new family, and he became a very very good drug dealer. Ended up getting busted. Never actually did the drugs, just sold them, and uh, and 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 went to jail. He ended up getting his education. He got his high school diploma and college degree while he was in prison. But when he got out, what was shocking to me was they gave him fifty bucks and t- took him to a bus stop. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, good. And I don't know if that's what's still happening today because this was a long time ago. But wh- how do you help someone like that? <laughs> like, like they haven't been in the real world for years, and then they get fifty bucks at a bus stop. I'll tell you what you can do is go if, if you if you need people and you're willing to take a chance on a felon, go to a local prison and tell them you want to take a chance because they have programs and there's a ton of them out there and you can get you can do it and still be protected. Wonderful. Okay, Ken. Um, one last thing. I know when we were on the show last time, I think I think this was you that said, uh, you know, there was all this concern. <clears throat> about the shifting in politics and 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 with the shifting in demographics that shouldn't be a surprise so any comments on that yeah listen in in 2016 there were x amount of uh, liberals and x amount of conservatives in 2020 because 
uh, conservatives are dying and they're dying because conservatives tend to be older people uh, that we're losing a conservative every 16 seconds. We're picking up a new liberal every eight seconds because they're coming of age to vote. And, and we have a ton, a huge crop of people that are under 40, all the way down to zero. So we're going to have, we are going to be a liberal nation until further notice, because the difference in 2024 uh, will be uh, an to the liberals' advantage, to the progressive advantage, about, um, was it 50 million people, 50 million votes. So it's, it's going to be, we're, we're going to be a liberal nation. There's no way we're not going to be a liberal nation. And I tell my clients, I say, just get over it. Just get over it. Learn to understand the culture. Learn to be a part of it. Learn to sell to it. Learn to hire from it. But we're going, and this has happened before. What do you, what do you think? Remember hippies in the establishment? <laughs> well, who were who are the hippies? Those were the young baby boomers. And the establishment was, was the a World War II generation born uh, 1905 to 1924. Uh, and we didn't have anybody in the middle. There was no buffer. There, was, there were no moderates. And it's the same thing we have now. We have a huge number of liberals and a huge number of conservatives. And Generation X, that tiny generation, is in the middle, and it's not a good buffer. So we're fighting. Will we always fight? No. No, it's going to go away by itself. It'll correct, demographically correct by itself. Yeah, when when the millennials get old, then they'll become conservative and they won't know what to do with their children. <laughs> what, 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 the, the next thing that, that the uh, millennials are going to do is become moderates. And that's the best of all worlds. We're fine. We're fine. Okay, no, don't worry. And, and don't, uh, I don't want to hear comments about all the, you know, where did all these votes just come from? Well, it came from new voters, right? <laughs> oh, they're registering to vote like crazy. And and that the, I mean, the poor conservatives don't have a chance. They just, they just don't. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So be good teachers. Uh, try to understand and benefit from uh, the demographic shifts. Okay. I said it was my last question, but I it wasn't. Um, is is the demographic shift within the U.S. still sort of moving to the southeast, or has that changed in the last few years? Oh, where people are moving. Yeah, where where people are moving in the U.S. Yeah, well, of course, it, uh, Texas is still a major draw. Texas has about uh, 30 million people. It's not Cal California's losing population. Where you want to look is the population of Florida is 23 million. It will be 35 million in the next 10, 15 years. And the reason for that is baby boomers, the, the real crush of the baby boomers, the real peak of that giant uh, bell-shaped curve uh, is we're born... 1957, 58, 59, 60, and 61, and they're not down here yet. They're not in Florida yet. They're coming here. And that's why in Florida, literally, Kathy, you can feel the ground shake with the number of uh, housing units that are being built and the, and the different facilities to serve these people because the population of Florida is going to go through the roof. Who else is going to go through the roof? Georgia? Who else is going to go through the roof? The Carolinas? Wherever it's warm, baby boomers do not want to be cold anymore period. These are all the markets that we've been really active in. Rich and I just bought a duplex in, in Palm Coast. Uh, we got a four and three quarter percent interest rate through one of our amazing teams at Real Wealth. This is possible. Uh, and it was more than we would normally pay. I, I don't 
I, I, I used to pay, you know, like I wouldn't go over a hundred thousand dollars for a property. We're still getting properties like that in our Texas fund, but in Florida, that's really hard to do these days. I think it was closer to 200,000 per unit or, or, or two and a quarter. But with that kind of growth, you just can't build enough to keep up with that kind of growth. It's prices will, we bought a condo. will go up. I live in Bonita Springs. We bought a condo in 2015. It has doubled in price. When, by all calculations, and this is my business, this place is going to be worth three times that, what we paid for it. And it's just happening all over the place. So when you say by your calculations, based on the amount of people flooding in versus the amount of housing that can be built to, to, to keep up? And demand. Well, in addition, I live in uh, ground zero for Ian. You cannot believe you know, it, it, you, you take a ride down to uh, Fort Myers Beach, there are condo buildings with hundreds and hundreds of condos in them that are uh, dead in the water because they're going to have to come down because they have their, their foundations were compromised by the uh, storm surge. It is it, hurricanes destroy housing. Populations are coming anyway. Florida's through the roof. Absolutely, positively through the roof. Yeah. Okay. Well, are there parts of Florida that maybe less or more protected from hurricanes for those of us who are scared? Uh, well, listen, a hurricane just hit uh, Los Angeles. Oh, I, that's where I live. And it was so fun. It was windy and rainy and we were terrified of that. <laughs> Did you have damage? Because I, you know, I, I warned my brother, he lives in Hermosa Beach. And, and I said, be careful. And he, and he said, that's nothing. He said, you're, you're dreaming. Did, That's just because we don't know what hurricane. Oh, no, it was just a lot of wind and rain, but I still went surfing that day. Uh, and so did everybody else. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, but it wasn't really a hurricane by the time it hit here. It certainly wasn't anything you guys experienced with the, the hurricane numbers. It wasn't a three or a four or anything like that. It was a tropical storm. Uh, but we got an earthquake this, at the same time, so that was that made it extra exciting and something that you probably didn't get, a hurricane and an earthquake in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> so we win. All right. Ken, always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. And, and take care. Really experienced property teams across the country who can help you get started in real estate. Again, that's realwellshow.com. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Well Show. I did not expect some of his answers, but I'm also not surprised that there is going to be continued growth to the Southeast. That's why we have been so bullish there at Real Wealth. If you would like referrals to some of the teams that we work with out there, including property managers, agents, uh, property teams who really know the area and can buy older homes, fix them up for you and put them under management, just go to realwealth.com. We have a referral list that we've been working with for over 20 years now. And uh, the people who remain on that list are only there because they come highly recommended from our over 70,000 members. So if you're a busy professional and you need help with your real estate investments, you need to help with somebody finding it and renovating it and putting it under management and just making the whole process more simple, then you will want to check out what we've got at Real Wealth. 
Com. Also, like I said, we've been doing this 20 years and we have our 20 year anniversary event coming up October 6th and 7th, mainly the 7th in the LA area right near LAX. And we're going to be bringing in all of those teams to California so that many of our listeners who are from California can come and see them or people are flying in. Uh, you'll be able to meet all the teams all at once and be able to have conversations with them, learn about what's going on in their markets, find out more about their property management, their price points, the rental demand, all of that. Plus, we're going to have a really awesome celebration party afterwards. I'll be giving my forecast and I look forward so much to seeing you there. You can go again to realwealth.com. That will be under the connect tab and you can find out about that event. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks again for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.